Now, it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. It is, in fact, health and well-being. Peter Mullen, Tuesday afternoon. Peter, one of your favourite topics is what we'll be looking at today. All about the gut. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Mark. So, um, yeah, all back to the gut again. You know, while exercise, healthy diet, adequate sleep are all important for maintaining a healthy weight... Evidence actually now shows that your gut bacteria could be just as important in whether you are overweight or lean. Peter, I guess when it comes to having the right weight, there's things that we need to look at, healthy diet, sleep, exercise, but you really want to add that having the right, uh, the right amount of gut bacteria in the right type is just as important as the others. Yeah, look, Mark, gut health and, and you know having a healthy what we call microbiome um, more and more is coming to the fore as being so critical in having good health. And we know that, you know, having a healthy gut microbiome helps in so many different ways. And in fact, if you, like, we, we, it, rather than just gut symptoms associated with gut health, you know, irritable bowel and um, conditions like that, we now know that the gut may well be connected to or co- associated with conditions like eczema, autoimmune, um, brain fog, uh, autism, um, uh, obese, uh, diabetes and what's interesting is there's more and more research coming out that our microbiome actually may dictate how our body regulates and maintains its weight so the theory is that a healthy, healthy microbiome you know, may equal a happy waistline. So I guess it, it's fair to suggest that if it could be responsible for all of those other major issues that well, why not weight as well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and what they've what they've found is that a healthy microbiome, or the the balance of bacteria in a lean individual, um, is defined by having a, a diverse range of beneficial bugs, uh, very few of the bad gut bugs that can disrupt the health of the gut, um, and that these good bacteria send messages to the body to maintain its weight within a healthy range, help, hence helping to help prevent weight gain so if the gut bugs are happy they're not sending message sending message to the brain to eat more food or peter do we find that there is a direct correlation to the more overweight you are the the more of the bad bacteria you have and vice versa yeah absolutely so alternative the gut bacteria in an overweight person often shows a decline in these good bacteria and a rise in the bad bacteria so we call this imbalance within the gut uh, dysbiosis um and in a state of dysbiosis bacteria begin to act differently extracting more calories from food storing more energy as fat and also triggering triggering inflammation rather within the gut um, all of these factors result in the body storing more fat especially around the waist known as um, we call that visceral visceral fat so is it as simple as if you want to lose a bit of weight we need to get more of the good in and more of the bad out look it, it is but we know now with um you know Get, having a healthy microbiome is not just about um, taking a probiotic. It's, it's also about using fermented foods. It's also about changing your diet because unless you change your diet, to inc- and we'll talk a bit more about what that change might look like, um, unless you change the diet and you change the environment, unless you change the environment, then taking the probiotic and the, the fermented foods aren't going to have the impact if you don't have the diet right in the first place. You wouldn't have been that simple. <laughs> On paper <laughs> it is. What, um, what, what was interesting, so with, with one of the studies they did is they, they took the, um, they had genetically lean mice and genetically obese mice and they, they fed the 
um, and I think I might have talked before about this on this show, but they, they took the poo from the skinny mice and fed yeah, that to the have. obese mice. Oh, I love that story, which is sad, sad but true. And then they, and the, the, so they took the poo from the lean mice and gave it to the overweight mice, and the overweight mice became lean. And then they took the, the poo from the obese mice and gave it to the genetically lean mice, and the genetically lean mice became obese. Do they at least flavour it and mix it with the normal uh, rice uh, food? I haven't gone food? any further into that, but, um, yeah, so it's interesting, the poor mice. But, um, so, yeah, so that's the theory that, you know, it really can have a big impact. All right, more on that in a moment. Uh, good afternoon, Ian at Redhead. You have a question today for uh, Peter about ginseng. Peter? Ian? Uh, yes. Uh, Peter, just a question on... Um uh, you mentioned last night, uh, last week rather, about um, uh, pa- Panax or Panamax ginseng. Yes. Uh, being able to boost your energy levels. Yes. Uh, is it Panax or Panamax? Panax. Oh, Panax, right. Yeah, Panax, which is, I think, I think Panax, and it might have been someone else you were listening to about that, but Panax ginseng is, um, I'm pretty sure that's Korean ginseng. What are some of the causes that we do? What are some of the things that we do to get the balance wrong? So I guess we don't know how to get it right if we get it wrong. Well, look, it's, it's one of those things, you know, diet obviously plays a big role. And um, one of the worst things for encouraging the growth of the wrong type of bacteria in your gut is, interestingly, sugar. So sugar in, in any of its refined or even processed forms, which is the same thing, but sugar, even excess carbs, um, excess starch, um, bad gut bugs, yeast or candida all tend to thrive on sugar. So cutting sugar out of the diet, obviously, or sugar is a big thing for causing that imbalance. Um, being on the pill. You know, young girls or ladies that are on the pill for a long period of time, you know, when they go to the pharmacy to pick up their oral contraceptive prescription, the pharmacist should hand them a bottle of probiotics with the, with the pill and also like a multivitamin for the nutrients that they lose by being on the pill. To try and balance out some of the effects. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Lack of sleep, you know, poor sleep patterns. And, you know, a large percentage of my patients these days are sleep deprived, you know, thinking that six hours sleep is enough. They've shown that poor sleep can interfere with your gut bugs. Um, Things like um, uh, leaky gut, you know, we've talked about before, particularly if that's due to excess use of things like antibiotics, Um, certain medications, so people on long-term... Um, proton pump inhibitors, you know, things like for reflux and heartburn, that can disrupt the whole gut um, balance and microbiome. So you wouldn't think it, but like taking a PPI and having difficulty losing weight might go hand in hand because it's stopping your good gut bugs from getting back in balance. Um, And then things like, you know, alcohol, um, cigarette smoking, um, additives, preservatives, you know, all of the things we associate with an unhealthy Western diet. Okay, you mentioned it earlier, Peter, that uh, IBS irritable bowel syndrome could be sort of kind of hooked up with this a little bit. And in fact, Trevor at Hexham, you have a question on that at the moment. Good afternoon, Trevor. Yeah, hi. It's not um, me, but um, one of the friends of our family was that he's only um, in his late twenties. Every time he comes around, he seems to be drinking either those V drinks or Coke or something like that. And he said to me that he complains about his irritable bowel syndrome problems yes how connected is that to the problem he's got well actually interestingly i've got a um uh, someone patient i'm seeing at the moment and their irritable bowel is worse when they're drinking um the diet cokes 
So right. whether it's something like the artificial artificial um, sweetener, whether that might be an irritation, but definitely um, if it's normal um, Coke, like then just the sugar content is definitely going to upset the gut balance, and even even to the point of causing the growth of bacteria from the large bowel up into the small bowel called SIBO. Um, all of those bad bacteria love sugar, so yeah, definitely can be a factor. So sugar and coffee and things like that, I suppose, as well. Oh, coffee definitely for people that are sensitive from a gut point of view. Caffeine um, can really irritate the gut and the liver. Uh, Kathy's standing by at Spears Point, and you've got a question for Peter Kathy in and around type two diabetes. Hello, Kathy. Oh, hello, Peter. Yes, I've just been recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, but I've osteoarthritis and fibromyalgia. Oh, my goodness. And the pain upsets my stomach. Yeah, absolutely. And, and disturbs my sleep, so I'm just trying to find some sort of natural way. And is it, is it the pain pain associated with the fibromyalgia and the osteoarthritis, or is it the... Like yeah. a n- neuralgia from the diabetes? No, um, the diabetes, I take a tablet morning and night. That's yes. under control. Yep. Um, but it's just a pain how it upsets my stomach. The pain, the pain upsets your stomach, makes you feel nauseous. Mm. Yeah, mm. okay. Look, there's a couple of, couple of things that I would get onto straight away. One is a really good magnesium powder. I've got the magnesium capsules. Yeah, no, there's some really good powders around. There's um, different formulae you can get that have been made specifically for fibromyalgia. Oh, good. So I would get a really good quality magnesium powder to try and get the fibromyalgia pain under control. Um, I would try some try a turmeric, good quality turmeric supplement. So uh, in the past I have taken turmeric um, tablets. Yes, Yes. Um, but it just got to a stage and after you know, heaps and heaps of doctors, you know, and, and a total body MRI. Yeah. But um, then they came up with um, fibromyalgia and osteoarthritis. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fibromyalgia is often diagnosed when they can't come up with anything else. Mm. And it's such mm. a, it is, can be a really debilitating um, condition, but definitely I'd try the turmeric in conjunction with the magnesium. Yes. And I would also try and see someone that um, prescribes herbal medicines and maybe get like a pain mix made up as well that has some herbs in it to also help with your tummy. You sort yeah. of do. You, you sort of have to have that three pronged approach: um, the magnesium, the turmeric, and the herbs, just to reset that. Um, those pain because what happens with fibromyalgia is you become more sensitive to pain as well. So you and what might, sort of foods should I should I concentrate on? What what aggravates fibromyalgia? Like what aggravates pain? Look, everyone's everyone's different. The pain foods I think of in your situation would be the nightshades, potatoes, okay. tomatoes, potatoes, tomatoes, capsicum, chili, and eggplant. Oh, they're all the things I like. Yeah, I would, if you've got irritable bowel symptoms, I'd also try cutting out gluten and dairy and caffeine and alcohol, unfortunately. Mm. So that, <laughs> that gives you a bit, but when it's complex, I would recommend probably going and seeing a naturopath and getting, you know, making sure that everything's heading in the right direction for you. 
I'm sure, Cathy. So glad to hear all of that, Peter. You're cutting out all the good stuff, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Uh, that's it. And those pain foods, it's just something I've come across over the years. If someone's in chronic pain, you really need to keep away from a lot of those stimulants. You know, when, with chronic pain, the organ I sort of think of associated is the liver. So anything you can do to take pressure off the liver helps with inflammation and pain in the body, interestingly enough. So that's a good place to start quite often. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. So back to the gut. We are talking earlier, Peter, about getting... We know what causes some of the bad bacteria to get in, but we want to increase the, uh, the, uh, the, the presence of fat-burning bugs. How do we do that? Well, look, it, it comes back to... So with the, with the microbiome, as I said before, if you don't change your diet, taking a probiotic and fermented food is going to help, but you're not going to get the full bang for your buck, so to speak. So if you're working on improving your diet as much as you can, then taking a really good quality probiotic that's the exact, the exact right strains that you need to help promote fat-burning bugs, that's going to give you the best outcome. Now, interestingly, there are a few products on the market that have been um, studies shown around specific strains that you can take if you're having trouble with weight loss. But again, as part of getting that healthy microbiome or the, the diet right in the first place, or in conjunction with. So getting the right strain of probiotics, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, not just getting one that's advertised that's got a 1,000 different strains if, you know, there's never been any actual studies done on that combination of um, bacteria. Mm -hmm. So taking more in a, in a bacteria in a formula is not necessarily mean it's going to be better for you. So getting some help around what's the right one. And a few uh, final tips on getting the balance right of gut bacteria? Um probably eat a, eat a high fiber diet so your gut flora gut bugs shouldn't have sugar but they should have plenty of good fiber so that's what we call a prebiotic so prebiotics are things like brown rice almonds uh, carrots um, all your vegetable fiber um, all of those good fibers that provide food for your good bacteria um, reduce your alcohol consumption sugar caffeine because of the indication like that it disrupts that microbiome and also can trigger inflammation um manage your stress as always when you're stressed the release of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline sensitize your body to inflammation including gut inflammation interestingly it's that stress sensitization that happens with people with fibromyalgia where what you and i might feel as a little bit of pain they're going to maybe feel as tremendous pain so um it's almost out of whack isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. so Getting stress management really makes a big difference with those conditions as well. Um, and move your body. Lack of exercise has been reduced, sort of linked to reduced microbial diversity in the gut. So going for a walk is going to encourage a wider growth of good bacteria in your gut. So lots of ways you can help yourself. And we can all be doing at least one or two of those things. Great talk, Peter. Next week, I believe, if your information is correct, uh, we'll be talking breast cancer on the big program. Yeah, definitely. Ways to support. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>